Chapter 1. The Hidden Truths Valis was jolted awake by a sudden crash against the wall. Broadly, he ran his fingers through his damp, wavy black hair. His bright blue eyes struggled to adjust to the darkness, faintly illuminated by the sliver of light seeping through the bedroom window. Then came a loud screech, a sound of play shattering on the timber floor, followed by his mother's wails. Spring from his seat, Valis grabbed a golf club and dashed towards the kitchen, driven by his mother's cries. He scanned the room for any sign of an intruder, but only the familiar worn-out kitchen greeted him. For a moment he recalls his friends teasing him about this retro home decor to lift his spirits. Valis knew the actual cause of the damaged interior. Valis' smile faded away as mother's wimps behind the worn kitchen table. Valis cautiously approached the source of the cries, feeling the rough texture of the timber floor beneath his bare feet. Valis felt a bone-chilling cold as he walked, shivering in the frigid air. His heart sank at the side of his mother. Evelyn slumped over a green couch, her head buried in the cushion as she whimpered. He approached and sat beside her, wrapping an arm around her for comfort. Evelyn lifted her head, her red, watery eyes meeting Vanless. She forced a smile and asked if he wanted something to eat. Vanless smiled back, but his smile faded as he absorbed the changes in his mother. Her once smooth face now lined with wrinkles. She once had pitch black hair as a nice guy but now her hair was faded grey and black. He realised how much he had taken for granted. As Avelyn touched his face, her hand felt weak. Valens gently moved her hand away, offering a forced smile, and responded, I'm not hungry, are you okay? Avelyn carefully lifted herself as she turned her back to Valens, with her faded black hair blocking her face from his view, as she tried to hide her tears. Avelyn responded softly, Yes, Valens, I'm fine. The plate just slipped out of my hand, that's all. She slowly walked over to where the broken plate lay and attempted to gather them. Struggling, Valis quickly stepped in and picked up the plates for her and disposed of them. Evelyn turned to Valis and said somberly, I'm sorry, Valis. I don't want to worry you. I'm fine. I'm just having a bad day. After visiting your father in hospital, it's hard to see him like... She stopped, realised she said too much and forcefully smiled at Valis. Don't worry about me. Vanis. Honestly, I'll be fine in the morning. You have a lot on your plate and I don't want you to worry. Please let me rest. I will be fine. Evelyn paused, slowly turning to Vanis and speaking softly. How are you feeling? Seeing your father that way must not have been easy. Vanis' eyes filled with tears as he tried to hide them under his short black hair. Taking a breath, he said softly to his mother, I'm fine. It's hard seeing dad like that. I wish he could wake up. Even for a minute. He looks peaceful. Please don't worry about me, mom. After hugging his mother, Valis returned to his bedroom, lay on his bed and stared into the white wall, lost in thoughts about his father. He longed to talk to him again, needing a distraction from his overwhelming thoughts. Valis waited until Evelyn was in bed. He then quickly grabbed up the fantasy book that he was reading the previous night. Titles, The Swords of the Unforgotten Marys, The Secrets Beneath the Ripples. A father and his young son walked up a windy path that led to a hill overlooking a breathtaking cliffside. Beside him, his son took his steps, his eyes wide with wonderment. Opidius the father turned to his son, his brown eyes softening with warmth. In a gentle voice as it was deep, he started their conversation. Do you remember the tale about our ancestors and the great battle between monsters and our people? His son's voice quivered slightly as he replied, No, father, is this why I brought you here? Opidius replied, Yes, my son, it is vital that you listen. The 14-year-old boy Logue scampered over to his father's side, looking up the towering figure before him. Opidius continued, his gaze fixed on the village. Legends say our god, Phanerilis, the goddess of light and fire, appeared in our ancestors during our annual ritual. 
In the fire of flame, she showed them a vision of the people under attack from these monsters, a long sign of wooden statue of the most feared predator, Scalis. This vision inspired our ancestors to create what you see behind us. Opidius continued, They crafted a horn that could mimic the terrifying roar of Ascanlis. Each night, the villagers smeared themselves in mud and blood, carrying the wooden statue into the forest, blaring their horns and standing their ground against the predators. They continued this every night until the monsters fled our village for good. Opidius sighed, looking at his son. The reason I'm telling you this is that I fear the forest is becoming dangerous again. A young girl was almost killed near Vinerus, our neighbouring village to the north, just last night, but thankfully a mysterious stranger saved her life. We need to leave this village soon. I'm working on a safe plan to avoid countering those beasts. Opidius paused monetarily, then crouched down to Luke's height, holding his son by his shoulders. Luke, I want us to go tracking later on today. I know we've done it many times, but I need to know if we ever get separated. You will always be able to find your way back to us. Can we please do it one last time? Loke stared at his father and then nodded, his voice form. Yes, I will, father. I promise. And this time I will try my best to find you. Father, still maintaining eye contact, stood up, his eyes brimming with tears. You're a good boy, Loke. We shall head home. Your mother will be worried. Vanis closed the book, flung across the room in frustration and cried. His mind wandered back to when he was 14. A decade ago, when his father was healthy and his mother was at peace. He longed for those carefree days, but knew such a rich was impossible. He couldn't turn back time, and the harsh realities was that he might never see his father awake again. Though he loved father dearly, Banis felt guilty for grieving, believing he should be grateful for the time they had. Desperate to escape his thoughts, he looked around the room for something to distract him. Eventually, he rushed over to his gaming console, but every game he had was too familiar. The stories all known by heart. Sighing deeply, Vanis left his house and went to the backyard shed. He took his bike and cycled to an old retro video game store in town, hoping to find something new to distract him. The streets of Vainlin was quiet, with only the shopping bars and the distant sound of a cars. Upon arriving at the town's only video game shop, Vanlis opened the door and scanned the store. Unfortunately, every game he saw was something he had already played or didn't feel like playing. Vanlis browsed the store aimlessly, searching for that game that would pique his interest. Suddenly, he heard a clatter behind him. Turning round, his curiosity was pricked by a game on the floor. The cover featured a character with black hair wearing a brown cloak, strikingly similar to Vanis in appearance and build. Intrigued by the coincidence, he picked up the game for a closer look. He examined the comfort, his interest grew. The cover revealed a story about a man thrust into a new, unfamiliar world where he must either adapt and survive or fail. Convinced that the game was meant for him, Vanlis decided to push it. After buying the game, he hurried home. Before going to his room, he paused to check on his mother. Peeking through the slightly open door, he saw her tossing in bed, trying to sleep. Vanlis exhaled an icy breath as he quietly closed the door and proceeded to his room to play the game. To his frustration, the game wouldn't work. He checked the disc for scratches or dust, but found it was spotless. Suddenly, his console shut off. Feeling exhausted, Vanlis decided to call it a night and went to bed. Minutes after Vanlis fell asleep, the game console mysteriously turned on, emitting a clicking noise. The TV lit up, displaying a map of Wyanis. The screen then brightened, waking Vanlis with its intensity. Startled, he screamed as he felt something pulling him. 